0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Q on Q. We're so glad you are with us this week for part two of our series on opportunity. Hey, just a quick plug. If you're not following us on social media, why don't you give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram? It's at Q on Q. You'll get podcast updates, inspirational photos and videos, and info about other upcoming releases. Again, that's at Q on Q. Well, last time we opened up on the topic of opportunity, and here's just a few short notes about what we shared last time. Opportunity is my word for 2023. You know, I do the one word philosophy instead of a New Year's resolution. You see, God presents us with opportunities, but we often let them slip by because we're not wise enough to see them for what they really are, or perhaps we're afraid to explore where the opportunity might take us because we're comfortable with where we are and what we know. Or perhaps we're not willing to wait through the process of seeing them come to fruition. God gives us opportunities to share our faith, to live out our calling, and to interact with others. For the longest time, I've lived with the comfortable. You know, just kind of gone through the motions. Um, I've had dreams, but I've put those aside for the comfortable, day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck notion that I just had to get by. In reality, for years, God has been working on me with opportunities. He has given me so many talents and gifts that he's called me to use and opportunities in which to use them. And I ignored, I resisted, and then for years, my flow of inspiration stopped. But in recent years, I've gone after the opportunities. I've sought the new, and I've been able to balance it with the comfortable. Today, I want to stretch this a little bit further and talk about the things that keep us from opportunities that may present themselves to us. And those three specific things, though there are tons that do, are habits, people, and our faith. And while these things themselves seem rather disconnected, I think that by the time I'm done, you'll hopefully see how all equally can have an effect, both good and bad, on your opportunities. I want to start with this question. Have you ever been on a diet... I know, you're like, where's he going with this? Have you ever tried multiple diets? Every few months I think about how I need to eat better and work out some more. Don't get me wrong, I'm not unhealthy, but, you know, I've got those few extra pounds that I really should try to take off. And while I do stick with some on varying occasions, those candies and extra can of Dr. Pepper are hard to give up sometimes. It's almost like they've become commonplace or an extra everyday habit for me. Let me just get a can of pop to go with lunch. I heard a statement a long time ago that has always stuck with me. And it says, good habits can open the doors for new opportunities. Let me read that again. Good habits can open the doors for new opportunities. Why do I believe that statement? Well, we should probably start by defining what habits are. We all probably know this, but a habit is simply something you do so often that it becomes second nature or easy to do. It's a behavior you keep repeating. And the truth is, negative habits can breed negative consequences and outcomes, while successful habits can create positive rewards and circumstances. And habits go way beyond just biting your nails or getting up early for a quiet time or certain daily tasks. Success is a habit. A positive attitude is a habit. Following a budget is a habit. And likewise, Accepting and exhibiting mediocrity is a habit. Just like exercising daily is a habit, not exercising is a habit. Eating healthily is a habit, and drinking 12 cans of energy drinks every day is a habit. Everything you're doing in your life right now, you're most likely in the habit of doing. And the only way to change a habit of not doing something is to start doing it. And doing this, while tough to admit sometimes is a personal decision and requires personal commitment. We all know it takes effort. And here's where this ties into today's discussion. Taking time and spending energy to create and develop the right habits allows opportunities to appear in your life. When we make the conscious choice to do something different and make it a regular part of our life, we're purposing our heart to act in a specific way. And when we do that long enough, we start to think differently, We start to act differently, and we start to see differently. Sometimes I wonder if we really realize how much some of our habits limit us. Like, not just in opportunities, but in so many areas of life. I came across this interesting study. Um, Vital Smarts Research interviewed nearly a 1,000 employees and business owners and found the following statistic, which is pretty eye-opening. 97% of employees were found to have a habit that was considered career limiting, which means it keeps them from achieving their potential at work. 97%. So 97 out of 100 people basically have some reason why they won't move forward in their careers. Sheesh. For these employees, these habits might have cost them raises, promotions, or new job experiences they might otherwise have received. In other words, their habits at work limited their opportunities. I think I could best sum up this part of today's episode by saying this. Failing to do what's right is just as bad as doing what's wrong. So habits can limit our opportunities. And at the same time, habits can open us up to opportunities. Well, what kind of habits am I talking about? Well, besides hard work and perseverance and dedication and a good attitude, I'm talking about being devoted to God's calling in your life thinking the things and saying the things and doing the things that put you in the position to live out your calling to its fullest. And perhaps most importantly, keeping our eyes looking forward and pressing on. That could be new business opportunities. It could be a move. It could be new relationships. Or it could be just something simple as new conversations. Too often we look back instead of looking forward while good habits can keep our focus in the direction it needs to go. Alexander Graham Bell once said, When one door closes, another one opens. But we so often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door, we do not see the ones which open for us. Let's not let our habits limit our vision, but instead, let's let our habits widen our perspective. All right, let's shift gears a little bit now and talk about the second topic connected to opportunity and that's the people in our life. Last year I did a podcast episode about the size of your circle and in that episode I talked about the importance of the relationships you make and maintain. The fact is is that we need to surround ourselves with people who will speak to our futures that will speak to our opportunities. I've shared this before. But as a teacher of 25 years, it's true I'm probably not going to be the first choice of another school district if I ever looked for a new job. I would be way more expensive than a first-year teacher and probably expect a lot more since I've been teaching so long. But where the difference lies here is between the people who say, you're stuck here now till you retire, versus the people who say, if you believe God has something more in store for you, keep pursuing it. What kind of mentality do you allow yourself to take? And the truth is, we attract who we are and what we think. We don't need people to enable negativity and apathy in our lives. We need people to empower us, to enable us to believe that we can and will be more. We need people that will grow us and stretch us. And it's not hard to identify people who are complacent with where they are and their acquaintances are and those who are cheerleaders and supporters of adventures and ideas. Where we have difficulty sometimes is being honest with ourselves about whether or not those people deserve, yes, I said deserve, a place in our lives. Proverbs 13.20 says this, He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise, but the companions of conceited, dull-witted fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. Life is built on relationships. Having the right people in your life comes down to a decision. It's a decision not just for yourself and your future, but those around you. God didn't call you to be a prisoner to relationships and friendships that hold you back. It's time for us to be intentional about those closest to us, and who we choose to have around us is an indication of who we choose to be, and in turn, what we choose to do. Your friends are either empowering you or encouraging you, or they're not. And if not, and I mean no offense by this, you might need to find new friends. So let's shift now into the third part of today's topic. And I want to talk about faith and how it relates to opportunities. I'm going to ask this question first. When something negative comes your way, do you have the faith to see it as an opportunity? Every limitation will test your faith. And the question is, do you see those things as limitations or opportunities? Winston Churchill once said, A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. In a sense, it really comes down to your attitude. What do you choose to see, difficulty or opportunity? Let me also phrase it this way. Is your faith actually a hindrance to opportunity? I'm sure you've all heard the phrase, O ye of little faith. Can our faith be so small, too small to see just what is right in front of us? Are we limiting our beliefs so much that it is literally keeping us from experiencing the things God wants us to experience? When I think about this subject, I always think about the story of David and Goliath. When everyone else saw a barrier, David saw possibility. When everyone else saw the negative, David saw opportunity. You see, David had an opportunity mindset. And I think this is something that often holds us back. What could hold us back? It might be a sense of being comfortable. It might be concern about where things are headed. It might be fear about how something will affect you. You can't reach what is in front of you until you let go of what you currently have. We have to have the faith to trust. David let go of being a shepherd and became a warrior. Is that easier said than done? Perhaps. But you see, what I think limits us in doing such is the fact that we have been given free will, and the problems or issues that limit God's power in our lives aren't on his end, but ours. Maybe it's that we have a fear of what God might ask us to do. Fear is a major limitation to faith. God can't move if we're not willing to let him. He wants us to receive his grace, his love, his power freely, but many times it's held in check until we surrender in faith. Of course, there is a natural inclination to fear what we don't know or what we might not feel comfortable with. But faith, strengthened by hope, comes to our aid and does what we can't do ourselves. Luke twelve twenty seven to 31 says this, Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink, Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. We get so wrapped up in the things of this world. We hold on to the guilt of our sin even when we repent. We look for spiritual highs and good feelings more than a true relationship with Christ. To be honest, we're just okay with the way things are. We get okay with being okay. We expect little, so we get little presented to us. And thus, our opportunities just don't come. It might be a hard lesson for anyone to learn, especially myself. But I would be lying if I said that I always expect God to radically blow my mind and expectations away. The truth is that too often I put a lid on on what God makes available, by wanting him to act in the expected, or the ways I want. He wants to come into our lives and powerfully, and sometimes unexpectedly, do big things. He wants to shake us up. He knows better than we do what is good for us. and We need to raise our expectations. We often live by sight rather than faith. David took what he had and made the most of it. But why do we focus on our limitations rather than the possibility? Don't see your limitations. Look past them. Your limitations are simply opportunities waiting to happen. You can make the most out of many more opportunities today than you did yesterday and tomorrow than you did today. All you have to do is start. What habits do you have that are limiting your possibilities? Does your friend group and the people in your inner circle support you on everything you've been called to be? And most importantly, are you allowing God to work in and through you, allowing him to give you everything he has in store for you through a personal relationship with him? Don't miss your God-given opportunities. Be open to where he's leading you. I hope this reflection today has helped you and maybe has challenged you in some way. And while we're on the topic, don't miss the opportunity to follow us on social media. Give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Q on Q. Again, that's Q on Q. Well, as always, I really do appreciate you tuning in this week we will see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.